this is the fifth episode of the SF State of Mind podcast, uh, which is kind of crazy. It feels like uh, it feels like I've done about a hundred. Uh, it feels like I've spent about a hundred hours editing. Hello, I'm Jojo, and you are listening to the SF State of Mind podcast. When my year studying at San Francisco State University was cut short by the pandemic that must not be named, I had to return to my hometown in England. So I decided to get together with my amazing friends I met in America to talk all about the city we love. This is just our little slice of SF, but we'll be talking about everything from the best sunset viewpoints to the best drinks we've had. So sit back and get into the SF state of mind. Today's guest, Harry Frolish, joins me to talk about the differences between Hong Kong and San Francisco, meeting people on the football pitch and an 18 hour trip to Vegas. So I've got Harry with me today. How do you say your last name, Harry? Because I've always, I actually don't Froelich. know. Harry Frolish. Harry Frolish with me today. How are you today, Harry? I am good. Yeah, where are you joining us from? I am from not very sunny London. I don't know. It's just a bit miserable, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you're the first guest I've had on uh, who's actually in London as well, which is actually really exciting for me because I love London so much. Uh, me too. And your <laughs> guest, like you as a guest, is a bit different because, well, I don't know. How would you say? How would you summarize your last, the last six months, seven months of your life, if you could? A bit, a bit mad. Yeah. Um, done three continents in about six months damn so you spent first semester in um hong kong what university were you at in hong kong was it the hong kong polytechnic university right and then obviously uh that went south uh yeah and had to leave hong (laughs) kong uh would you say you had to flee the country you know we didn't have to flee we didn't have to flee the country we we briefly fled the country. We went to Taiwan for a week uh-huh. when it was really kicking off. When my university got sieged by the police. Oh my god! As if that so actually spent... happened. As if you can actually say that you've been at university. Yeah, there is there is a Wikipedia page called the 2019 siege of the Hong Kong Polytechnic wow. University. And you were there. I was well. I was actually in Taiwan. We left. We 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 kind of got tipped off. Um, it was all going to go south pretty pretty heavy. So we got on a flight to Taiwan, went there for a week. Then we booked our flights to London from Taiwan Mm -hmm. about 12 before we got on it. Yeah. Flew back to Hong Kong, went to our accommodation, grabbed our stuff and jumped on a plane to London. Damn. So how, so how quick was, did that happen? Was that in a few days? I mean, booking our flights to London from Taiwan was all in about like 24 hours. Really? That's crazy. So, and then you went home for Christmas and like recouped in London. Was it nice to be back in London after that? It was nice. It was nice to be home. It was quite like grounding after everything that happened, but also it was a bit miserable. You know, I was meant to do my year abroad. I was looking at everyone else that was still on their year abroads. Um, It was good fun though. I spent, I spent two, three weeks in Birmingham Mm -hmm. hanging out with, hanging out with my mates, which was good fun, but it was, it was a shame. It was frustrating. Yeah. It was also quite stressful because we were waiting to know if we were going to be replaced somewhere else. And then when we did get replaced, it was all, we had like two weeks to kind of get our visas, pack, like sort out accommodation. Cool. It was all really quick. And it was just a real pain having to do everything again, but a part of the fun. Yeah. So then you ended up at San Francisco State University, which is how obviously how we met and how you're on this podcast. Uh, and then you spent, how do you know how long you spent in San Francisco in total? <laughs> just about about two months i was in san francisco two which months. is quite it quite impressive that i actually managed to spend less time in san francisco than in hong kong 
God, oh my God, I didn't even realise that. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's coronavirus or a siege. Yeah, I think they're both yeah, pretty good reasons to fun? leave. <laughs> yeah. Which one was more desperate to leave, I guess? Like, which one did you feel, San Francisco or Hong Kong, was like, oh shit, we better get out of this fucking country right now? Hong Kong was definitely more desperate. I mean, San Francisco, the only real issue was getting stuck. But if we did get stuck there, then we just kind of would have sat inside and we'd been fine. Yeah. Hong Kong, they were like, like danger. burning things down. Like, oh it was God. get the hell out right now. Yeah, it's pretty mad. That is crazy. Knowing that you had to leave both of them, how was it leaving either of those cities? In terms of like, were you more upset to leave Hong Kong or were you more upset to leave like the San Francisco as a city? I think as a, as a city, it was it was pretty devastating leaving Hong Kong because yeah. it was so it was so quick. We didn't quite we didn't quite realize we were actually going to have to leave. We were kind of yeah. like, maybe we'll just play this out. I think San Francisco, we we all knew for like two weeks that it was going to happen. And we were yeah. just kind of pretending it wasn't. But we knew. So it was a lot. I was a lot more mentally prepared for it. Yeah. In Hong Kong, we really it really was like one phone call and it was time to leave. Damn. So did you get told to leave Hong Kong? Funnily enough, we actually didn't get told to leave Hong Kong. We we got told to leave Hong Kong about two weeks after I was home, which was way too late. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was heavily implied that we should definitely not be there. Right. And I mean, everyone left. It was kind of the same as San Francisco where... There's no point being there because you can't go outside. Yeah. Your friends are all leaving. So what's what's the point? Yeah, I think that got to the point in San Francisco. That's when I left, definitely, when it was just like the end because it's not going to be like how it was for the past, you know, how, for me it was six months, for you two months. Like that's not going to be the life that we're leading here anymore. So it was time. Like how would you compare living in Hong Kong to San Francisco? Obviously this is about San Francisco, this podcast, but I think that just comparing them with other places especially since you're from London so you've got like and you've been in Birmingham in the past you know six months so it's like four different cities that you've been in (laughs) how would you compare San Francisco to the others I think San Francisco is it's a lot more relaxed it's definitely the smallest okay which is it's quite interesting I mean I spent the first two weeks I was there every day I was I was downtown walking around whether I was with people or by myself just walking around my camera and so I got a feel for it very quickly. Mm-hmm. But I then didn't feel such an urge. I didn't feel guilty if I didn't go out. Whereas yeah, that's nice. When I, when I was in Hong Kong, just because it's so culturally different, mm-hmm. I, I'd feel guilty if I didn't go out and see something new because I knew that I was only there for so long. Mm, okay. So it's a different kind of feeling, but it was nice. It was nice to be able to really just chill and actually properly live in the city rather than constantly doing touristy things. Yeah. So what was your experience of locals of, you know, Hong Kong versus San Francisco? Did you feel welcome, same amount in both cities or more in San Francisco or less? I think my, actually in both, my my main interaction is whenever I went to play football. So oh, you yeah? Go, you go and play on like public, in, in Hong Kong we play in public pitches and in, in San Francisco we played on the university pitches. And there's always be people hanging around playing, like one or two people playing. You yeah. go and join in and play with them. I love that that's so how, much. <laughs> that is how, so nice. Yeah, that's how we met people. And, and both times, both places. It's just a really cool way because it breaks down any like awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And you've already been playing together and then you have a conversation after and you find out about them. You find out about things they're doing and what's coming up. Oh, it's a really cool so way to meet people. And that's so, it's so universal. It's so international, like in America and in Asia. 
that's both going to be how you meet people. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was it like coming home, coming back to London from both of these cities? Like, did it feel the same way? Or just like, oh, just back to London again after you left Hong Kong and left San Francisco? Or was it nice to coming home after you knew that you'd never have to try another semester anywhere else after San Francisco? <laughs> so Third time lucky, Hong- maybe, but... Hong Kong was all a bit stressful because it happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. But it was quite it was quite a lot of fun because we got back. Um, I was with my friend out there and we got home. We, we stayed at home for a couple of days and then we drove straight up to Birmingham to surprise all of our friends because oh, none nice. of them knew we were back in London. Yeah. So that was quite fun. But also, like, it was really a shame. It was, it was all really, like, a big shock. And I don't think we really processed it for a while. Yeah. Um, San Francisco, I was a lot more irritated because we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't see anyone. Mm-hmm. So you get back and all you want to then do is really see your mates. Obviously, you're at home. You haven't yeah. seen them for that long. I feel that. And you just can't. And it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, I think that is the most, the thing I'm feeling right now is that um, I agree that it takes a time to process and I've been back for like three or four weeks now and it takes time to process, but it's just that like, it's so odd being home, but not being able to have the life you normally have when you're at home, seeing people. What was your best day in San Francisco? My best day in San Francisco was probably, there was a day where we went, we went to a group of boys, it was like six or seven of us and we went to High Ashbury oh, and we went, nice. we went for... I mean, I was there from 11 in the morning till about 7 or 8 at night. It's that we kind of place, isn't it? Down, we were going into, in and out of all the shops. Like, we were, people were picking stuff out in shops, and then they were like, we'll come back for that later. we go <laughs> and come back. It was great. And it's a small street. It's not that big. Yeah, it's literally so, like five or six blocks, maybe, the, like, real, like, hub of Hy- yeah. Hashbury. So, to be going up and down for that long, it was, it was a great day. It was great, great fun. Nice. Did you have, like, good food and, like, uh, good purchases we, that day? Ate crazy amounts of food that day we all bought so much stuff it was kind of one of those where we'd be like okay we're gonna spend like 20 dollars today it's fine yeah we all ended up spending like 120 dollars because you just keep going in and out and then you're like you're seeing something else that's five dollars you're like i'll be ridiculous for me not to buy it it's five dollars exactly and my thing is like so much yeah and it's you're so close if you you leave the shop and you're like oh but i actually no i actually i do really want that so you just go back and get it yeah it's it the danger of, of high ashbury it was a lot of that it was a good day though it was good fun yeah have you seen any good like sunsets or good like if you have any favorite viewpoints in um the city Actually, there's, there's a lot of good sunsets. We went to a lot of like, different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. But I've got to say, my favourite, outright, the best sunset is always out my window in Park Merced. <laughs> That's every sweet, evening, I like that. Every evening, I eat my dinner, sit at my desk, looking out the window. Yeah. And the whole sky goes, like, pink. And it's amazing every time. Like, it becomes like another planet, because California yeah, sunsets insane. are so good. It is insane. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely, I loved it every evening. I loved sitting and just watching out my window. Wherever you are, it's such an amazing feeling. Like the golden hour is just like so vibrant. Everything becomes like even brighter in this city that's so bright. Everything is just like suddenly illuminated for like this half hour or whatever. It's amazing. Is there any like albums or like songs and music that reminds you of your time in San Francisco? Or of just generally your year abroads? <laughs> yeah, my general year abroads. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think in San Francisco, we listened, we all listened to Easy Life quite a lot. Yeah, we did. I think that was the Irish boy's influence. 
Yeah, but I, I really liked that. That was that was really good. I I just liked like whenever anyone was in the car, it would always get whacked on, and yeah. everyone would be like, "Oh, I lo- I like this." Is it because it was an easy life in San Francisco? We lived in. I'd easy say life. I'd say we did live a pretty easy life in it San Francisco was. for the yeah. for the most part. I've only been to Hong Kong for I don't know a few days, and the thing that I would say about San Francisco compared to it is that. Hong Kong felt like everyone was coming and going all the time. Everyone, it was so hectic and everyone, it was a very like transitory place, which I guess is the same as San Francisco. That it felt like everyone was always moving about, but there was a more of a like accepting nature and laid back attitude in San Francisco to this moving about. Whereas in Hong Kong, it was quite frantic. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, San Francisco is a hundred times more relaxed than Hong yeah. Kong. Hong Kong was everyone's always got to be somewhere like immediately mm-hmm. there's no time for stopping everyone's everyone's got their own thing to do and they've got to be there and san francisco it kind of felt like it's similar it is the same mm-hmm. so people don't mind kind of stopping and, and wandering around a bit and going and getting themselves a coffee and yeah hanging out so when you knew in san francisco that or you thought maybe that we you might have to leave again was there not that kind of feeling that like because i know i felt it a little bit that was like we need to do everything we can to see as much of this city that we're going to have to leave. And that kind of franticness came back. Or do you think that the California vibes were just like, it is what it is. If we leave, we leave. I, I think I was kind of looking at the funny side of it all. Yeah. I it was, is quite funny if you look at it like, when, yeah, what's happened to you the past six months? Yeah, I was just like, this is completely <laughs> ridiculous. How is this happening again? Yeah. Um, but we did though. I mean, as soon as we genuinely thought, like, okay, we're going home, we we jumped in cars and we went to um. That's true. Monterey. Yeah. So yeah, what was the like uh, out of San Francisco? Was there any places that you really enjoyed traveling to, outside the Bay? Yeah, I mean, Vegas was great. Tell me about your time in Vegas. <laughs> Vegas was great. I mean, we booked we booked the flights three days before, I think. Uh huh. Because you can do uh, that. You can because the flights to Vegas are like a third of the price to like anywhere else yeah it was like it was right? like 40 quid return like we, and we that's like them. it's like a, an hour or two hour flight right yeah it was an hour it was actually just yeah. under an hour it said it was going to be like an hour and a half and it was actually just under an hour um but yeah we booked them we we were in vegas for 18 hours i think or 19 wow. hours wow uh went with no luggage no hotel room just me myself and, and I. yeah it really was it was it was it was nuts yeah was that really like, and I know you guys like saw the sunrise and everything on the strip. That's like once in a lifetime kind of stuff, like seeing the... Well, funny you say that. We actually didn't see the sunrise. Oh, shit. We, we, <laughs> we were in a casino. I can't remember which casino we were in. Um, and it was nighttime and then we came out and then it was daytime. <laughs> so <laughs> That is the most Vegas story ever. Because you know they like, they make those casinos like it's day the whole time. Yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. Like there's no windows or anything so that you don't leave. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we didn't leave. If you were in charge of San Francisco for a week, or if you were in charge for, honestly, any of these cities that you've lived in, <laughs> what would you change? Is there one universal thing that you think of all of these cities, or is it very much like San Francisco needs to sort itself out, or Hong Kong the, does? The absolute most number one irritating thing in San Francisco was the fact that everything closed at two in the morning. Oh, oh my god yeah you're so, so right <laughs> that's it what abby so said if she was mayor she would extend opening hours 
on um, clubs and bars so things stay open later. A hundred percent. It's so annoying. And then the problem is that even if you then want to go back to someone's house, the police always get called for being too noisy. Yeah. And, and public transport so shuts annoying. down at like before midnight, really. Yeah. So you I can't really get anywhere. I'd also sort the transport out. The transport is, is San true. Francisco is just a nightmare. When when something's a five minute drive away and it takes you 45 minutes on the transport, it's really frustrating. <laughs> So true. Because San Francisco is so hilly as well. There's lots of like, yeah. you can't go to just places that you think on a map look like they're just right there. It takes such a long time. They should probably also make everything underground because the trams go about five miles an hour when they're mm. above ground. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of, oh, I don't feel like there's maybe not a lot, but like, there's definitely been a ton of accidents, injuries. And I know they have all these like signs on the Muni that say like, oh, this, uh, like, shout out to Muni drivers who haven't had an accident in 15 years. It's like, <laughs> is there only one of them? Like, is there only this one guy? Also, like, like why are we praising that? They shouldn't be having yeah. accidents. This is not, it's clearly a badly designed system. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so is that, like, if, is there anything else about um, the city that, you know, we love San, I, you know, we love San Francisco overall? But is there any other small things that you really, really fucking hate about the city? <laughs> the hills. I, I hate the hills. I mean, really? they're great. The first, the first few weeks, like I lived, I lived somewhere else. I lived further away for a couple, for a couple mm. weeks. And so the walk to uni was about 30, 40 minutes and the bus loved to drive past me every day. So I'd have to yeah. walk there and back every day, obviously. Um, and I used to love the first two weeks walking up the hill yeah. and seeing the sunset just as you'd come up uh, like over the hill. Oh, that is beautiful. It was amazing. It yeah. was great. And then after three and a half weeks, it was a real pain in the ass <laughs> because you have to just walk up and down these hills all day. And if and I had uni in the morning one day and in the evening. Oof. And I hated that staying at uni. Yeah. You have to go up and down these massive hills like four or five times. Every time I did shopping, you have to go up yeah. and down and carrying all this stuff back. Yeah. When you live a far away from uni, it's, it's really different. And I think Ellie said it was good that it just depends what kind of person you are. And I really enjoyed living, you know, a commuter distance away from uni. But oh my God, if your timetable is not like finesse, so you have all your classes one after the other. I had like a three hour gap uh, in one semester. And it was the day that we also had soccer games. So I'd have to go in for my first class. I'd go home go back for my second class, go home and then go back onto campus for the soccer games. Because the soccer games aren't until like eight or nine. It's the longest day of my life. Have anywhere that like um, you feel like is like an underrated spot in the city? Well, I don't underrate it. I think other people absolutely underrate it. Yeah, okay. Um, Tuckeria dos Charros. Okay, tell me more. Yeah, the burrito place. In oh, partner and, um, said, oh yeah, where I think I spent my entire student loan. Solid, solid effort. Kind of all, all I ate <laughs> every day. They, they, they knew us in there. Yeah, they knew we were coming, <laughs> and you were coming every day. <laughs> yeah, every day. It was great. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. And, oh, and also, yeah. Oh my god, the food is just the food is a big thing that I I think about a lot that I miss a lot, and I think if um. If you were to transport, this is a, a new question. If you were to transport 
anything like one thing it could be like a shop or just like a you know like a drink that's so- that should be sold in shops here back from san francisco to here mine would literally be the taco place outside of my house to- and mine would also be the taco place outside of my house it's you just- can't go wrong it's yeah. breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> and it's five quid what and it's just like i didn't feel like it was unhealthy I don't know why. I obviously was, but I didn't feel like it was unhealthy. I was like, yeah, I can go there like, three times a week. Like, why not? It had lettuce in it. it exactly. Was fine. And like fresh tomatoes. Like you don't get like here. The equivalent is like cheesy chips or like Domino's. It's like that's <laughs> yeah. Like... After a night out, it's true. After a night out, you don't want the cheesy chips. You want a fat burrito. Yeah, fat burrito. That's like like the quote of the year was just uh, I think Alice saying like, "No, I'm only coming out because we're going to get Mexican afterwards." <laughs> Because that is literally the only reason I would go out sometimes. Yeah. So what were you? Did you have any good like nights out in the city? Okay. Did you go clubbing in Hong Kong? We went. Yeah, we we went to some crazy places in Hong Kong. But I think it was also the same in San Francisco. To be fair, that the best nights were always the kind of more rogue ones. It's definitely a lot more about. That was, is my opinion, about the people than it is about the place in San Francisco. Hundred percent, for sure. The places can be hit and miss, but the people are always going to be like, you know, there. You can rely on the people. It's true. So, like, I'd never mind having a night in with with all your mates, getting a bit drunk. Yeah, that's that's better than going on a night out. It's less yeah. stressful. It's cheaper. You know what you're getting. Yeah. So, did you have any? Um, eventful uber rides in san francisco god i don't think i did you know no which is funny because everyone else seems to have these crazy uber stories yeah i don't know what it is about our group that they're... everyone has a really interesting uber story oh you know we actually when i was moving when i was moving oh, yeah. from my first place to, to my to my new place mm-hmm. we I, I had to get an uber because i had a lot of stuff and so it wasn't it wasn't a good start because I had loads of stuff and I was throwing it all in this this woman's car and she's getting like beeped at because there was people behind her and oh it was God. all just a bit stressful. Yeah. Um and then as soon as I got in the car, I said like, Oh, thank you so much. She goes, Where are you from? I was like, here we go again. Yeah. Get it along. And then we had we had like a t- really intense twenty minute conversation about Brexit. And she had these she had these crazy views. Okay. About like how she wants the US to like join the European Union and, and leave like and leave like NAFTA behind. And I was like, whoa, okay, That's this is a so bit crazy. Rogue. And this is only like a, it was like a 15, 20 minute journey. It was not a long journey. And she went in really fast and I was a bit taken wow. aback. I do think that about Uber drivers and SF is that they really don't care. So that it's just zero to a hundred whenever they want it to be. Like, Uber drivers here would be like, oh, yeah, I kind of think this. And you'd be like, yeah, cool. You could think that. And in SF, they're like, no, I think this. Listen to me, because I think this. And it's like, okay, <laughs> sure. I think it's quite cool that there, a lot of them, I feel it was actually, it was a part-time job. And they did it because they enjoyed meeting people and driving yeah. people around. Yeah, I think so. I think that's definitely true. Uber drivers in London are just miserable. Did you learn anything uh, about like living in San Francisco or, you know, having to move out of five, whatever, 10 countries that you lived in? Did you learn anything about yourself? Did you grow or was it very like, did you feel stunted at all? I think I learned I need to kind of process things more. You've Mm -hmm. got to just, things happen very quickly. 
but the yeah. whole Hong thing I really didn't process for quite a long time. You need to just I saw some crazy things and you need to just sit down and just think about what happened. But also like I just think everyone's got a resilience to themselves. Because you know, I was with other people that went through the same thing. The fact that we all just got through it and moved on and like everyone's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, still I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like I mean in Hong Kong, like we saw some crazy crazy stuff. In San Francisco, we saw some crazy stuff. We were we were in a bar mm. near your house, actually, and someone yeah. pulled it outside. That's like that's like a lot, and and it just kind of everyone's like, yeah, it's it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's just kind of. It's not a normal thing for us to like experience, and, and for everyone to just kind of be a bit freaked out, but then get over it is quite impressive. Yeah, I think that's true, and I think for me, it comes down to having such a big group of people who also went through it, being able to really you know that other people are going through it and are processing it as well as you is just really, really comforting, I think. And definitely how I've got through yeah. it. And knowing that, like, I mean, you even, you know, flew back with a few, like, other people from um, San Francisco. So it's just like, you know, you're all in it together. We all had to sit around and be like, this is the end for all of us. It was comforting to know that you're not leaving alone. Yeah. Because you don't want to be, you don't want to go by yourself because then you're like, well, I could have stayed with everyone. And so going with other people, it just kind of felt like, okay, this is the right thing to do and everyone else is doing it. Yeah. We had so many, I feel like we had so many like meetings and FaceTimes and chats about like, okay, if we all stay, then we're all staying. But if we all go, then we all have to go. Because it was just like, and I don't mind that it was like mob mentality. Like I was very, a lot more comfortable with the idea of leaving when other people were considering it and when other people had left. Yeah, for sure. I think it was just, it was down to the fact that if everyone else leaves, then it's like what we said before, there's nothing, there's nothing there. There's nothing left mm-hmm. there. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, you can't build yourself a new life when you can't go outside. And exactly. Meet. <laughs> exactly. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So how did it, um, like, how was it like coming home from both of those? I feel like I've kind of asked this already, but like, Coming back to London after both of those, like, did your were your family like more stressed out when you were in Hong Kong or like San Francisco? Or was it just like, oh, he's done this already? Like, he's just going to come home again. <laughs> it was quite interesting because my my family were really. I think they were they were panicked when I was in Hong Kong because obviously the the way it's being portrayed in the media yeah. was pretty bad. I mean, there was some pretty bad pictures coming out. Yeah. So I was a lot more panicky. But San Francisco was funny because I was booked on a lot of different flights okay. to get out. Because we kept changing when I was going to come home because things kept changing. And every every morning we woke up and there was some yeah. another reason why we had it was, to. It was, I remember right saying now. to everyone, it was like, oh, it's just by the hour. It's by the hour. We don't know what yeah. we're doing. It's by the hour. So I was booked on a ton of flights. So I think when I finally got home, my parents were just like, thank God we can stop like booking and canceling <laughs> flights. And it's just like, you're just home and it's done. We don't have yeah, to think about that. it. Yeah. I think that was just more like an inconvenience Yeah. than being really like panicked. Yeah, I think it was just for me, the reason I wanted to leave mostly was because the uncertainty of it all, of whether we would be able to get home was just yeah. like, I was tired of it. I yeah, just- for sure wanting to get home and I remember having a conversation with you after we'd had a day out in, in Abby's Adventures Day Out when you were like I wish they just send the email to send us home because you know we know it's coming and we know that that's what's gonna happen like we all just have to leave it's just like shit yeah. yeah it's just it was it was definitely just the uncertainty it was just mm. no one tells you what to do and it's kind of unprecedented and you're like what what do I do 
what, yeah. what are you meant to do exactly like, no, no one was telling us what to do and my family personally were just like if you feel you need to come home then do it like don't worry but we're not we're not telling you and asking you to come home so it was very much like we just we had to really think for ourselves which yeah an experience yeah uh well thank you so much for this harry that's literally so interesting i thank you so much for coming on i definitely wanted to interview you when i thought about this podcast because i think you have such a unique experience perspective on san francisco especially yeah no no problem yeah thank you so much uh well stay safe stay at home protect yourself Thank you so much for listening to this episode of SF State of Mind. This podcast is completely student produced, made on phones and with free software, so please forgive any audio quality. This podcast was also made in accordance with all the current government's social distancing guidelines. Stay safe and stay indoors. If you missed any of the recommendations throughout this show, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at sfstate.ofmind. That's sfstate.ofmind. And press follow on your Mixcloud screen right now. I need to tell them though. They keep emailing me asking me why I'm not doing any work. So I need to reply to those emails and be like, "But it's and it's like the actual—is it your actual lecturers who are?" Yeah, like... yeah. It's my my three lecturers that are emailing me, being like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> my lecturers—I've got a lecturer from Hong Kong who's on my back, which is a bit weird. I don't that know why. He's, yeah, he's, he's that's not meant to be a thing. And then the my guy from Birmingham is also Damn. on my back. He's like. <laughs> He's, he's just like, what the hell are you doing? I'm just ignoring all of them. That's like the other side of it, isn't it? You've got three unis on your back chasing your tail rather than just one. Yeah, so I decided to ignore all three. <laughs> <laughs>